welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's going on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared Jayhawk Hawkins, and joining me at hallway, build a Bayer favorite podcaster, Charlie Butter. What? Did you watch the South Park Pandemic special? No. Then you're not going to get it. Obviously, I did. Butter wants it. to go to the build a Bear in the middle of a pandemic. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. I just thought I would tie something current into what we're doing here. Poor Butters. I won't tell you what Randy Marsh was doing with a bat. Oh, God. Anyway, thank you for joining us here. Thank you for joining us on Pro Wrestling Pondering as well. We understand we've been getting some record numbers over the last couple of weeks since that partnership started. So thank you all for joining and listening in. We hope you're enjoying everything. And speaking of enjoying things, Charlie, you made a little last-minute road trip this weekend. Mm, sort of. I went sort to, of. You went to a freaking Turbo Grab, dude. No, it was Turbo Grab Ass 64. That's what Effie called it. Oh, quite a bit. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, Effie, Effie won it, so it was good stuff. Okay, I, well, he, did, he didn't actually win Turbo Grabs. He just run Turbo Grab Ass. Okay, who won Turbo Grab? Uh, do, do you want to spoil it on here? Do you think we should? I mean, it's only... Yeah. I guess it's out there. I mean, it, 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 photos, it, it, on, so. it, it aired live on IWTV, which is why I'm bringing that up. Okay, so Alex Shelley won. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the only reason I was even kind of even kind of hinting at maybe no, I might want to watch. I do want to watch the show, but I'm not going to remember by the time I watch what happened anyway. No. I, I will say that Effie taught uh, Alex Shelley uh, hip thrusting, how to use his hips to like uh, punch Ethan Page in the face with his dick. It's pretty interesting. Okay. I, 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 are we going to keep that at the collective when he got that triple threat with Moriarty and Trey I mean, Lamar? it's possible he's learning new things, so you never know. <laughs> yeah. But you were representing that got that at that show and I signed with big Starks brand. Yeah. Go no. big <laughs> stuff happening. Yes. Never lost. Hashtag never lost. Yeah. I'm co incredibly jealous. You told me, Hey, I, I scored front row for both shows. Motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, luckily, uh, one of the fellow Pod Van Dam listeners, uh, Kyle Not Guile, unfortunately he couldn't attend, so he put up his tickets for sale. And uh, yeah, I got a good deal for him and was able to go to both shows. So I was very happy with that. All right. Well, with that, uh, before we get into the schedule for the week, should we talk a little bit of uh, MDK? You and I both watched that on Thursday last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's going to lead to a new segment on the show that uh, I guess we should get into. Uh, so... New segment uh, going forward, Nick Gage Says. So let's get into this week's uh, Nick Gage Says. You know, I got this friend who's a fucking ref, and, um, you know, I just want to fucking punch him right in his fucking jaw sometimes and then hit him with an uppercut real quick after I hit him in the jaw. I've never related with Nick Gage more oh, than, you than that fucking moment right there. <laughs> Kind of a bitch. <laughs> and when IW come back to Cleveland, Keith, I give you a ride again, motherfucker. Uh, oh, we're going to play that card? Okay, whatever. Uh, to be fair, I've been driving myself for the longest now, so. Yeah. Well, only, only on a show I don't go to. Yeah, so. All right. That schedule? Yeah, let's jump into the schedule real quick. All right, so IWTV, what's on this week? Monday, October 5th at 7.55 p.m. Eastern, Micro Wrestling Federation, Episode 1, Monday Night Micro. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. So this will have already aired by the time you probably hear this. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be up uh, or on demand after. Uh, 
I guess if you're into the micro event that happened previously that I believe we covered on our old podcast, not ready for primetime wrestling, check it out. Uh, let's see Tuesday, October 6th at 8 PM. Eastern new South pro wrestling action clash episode four Wednesday, October 7th at 7 PM. Eastern limitless wrestling, the road episode 11 followed by 10 PM. Eastern underground wrestling Alliance urban legends thursday october 8th at 7 p.m eastern c4 wrestling the mixtape volume 27 uh, and that'll be a good follow-up to what we're re- reviewing today as we're doing the mixtapes volume 25 and 26 following that thursday october 8th at 8 p.m throwback thursday premiere aiw absolution 2 and sunday october 11th at 4 p.m eastern premier wrestling federation class wars now if you notice there's nothing really going on this weekend on iwtv and that's kind of because there's this big event called the collective happening in indianapolis and uh you can watch all the shows and everything going on on fight for 199 that is the pack is it still 199 199 for the entire weekend for the entire weekend that's three action-packed days of stuff I know that each in, uh, each event is available individually, uh, so check those out. I will hopefully, if I there are plans in motion for me to be going, uh, I'm hopefully going to be attending Southern Underground Pro, AIW, and Joy Janela's Spring Break. So hopefully that uh, goes through and I get to go um, to Indianapolis this weekend and enjoy that. Uh, that'll be super duper exciting. Uh, yeah. So, anything else you're looking forward to on the the collective? Uh, I'm absolutely looking forward to AIW. The one show that I'm definitely going to buy and watch and watch live. One thirty nine ninety for the collective the entire weekend. Okay, one thirty nine. I thought it was cheaper. Uh, one ninety nine seemed really high. I, th- I thought it was cheaper. One thirty nine. Okay, that's it. Twelve, 12 show. Yeah, hundred and forty bucks. Like, gave a little bit of money if you get every, if you get the entire thing. I think he showed twelve ninety nine by itself. Yeah. Yeah, AIW definitely the one I'm I'm most looking forward to. That's the one I'm going to buy live. Uh, Cutting Underground Pro definitely want to check out their show. They got some great matches on that lineup, including we talked. I talked about last week how I won the Key Violence Forever again to Infinity and Beyond, and they'd already kind of and I didn't know it. Thank yeah, I remember it out. being done, and I didn't even dawn on me to mention it to you that that was being that was happening. Uh, of course, yes, Justin Summers decided to inform both of us after he listened to the show. That, that was happening so i'm not gonna lie just because i know some of the guys that are going to be on the show i'm kind of interested in effing big gay brunch too but that's not a i'm not going to go out of my way to watch that one but both these shows will end up on iwtv at some point which is why hopefully. we're bringing the cop hopefully i'm sure yeah there's a handful of them that eventually will show up on there so jinky w got three of the three of the shows this week those three will be up eventually iw will be up eventually yeah hopefully All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll jump into our uh, main event of the show. In a secret location, eight of America's top professional wrestlers compete in a single elimination tournament. Identities unknown. To determine a challenge for the Independent Wrestling Championship. There's just one catch. If you're eliminated from the tournament, then you must reveal your identity. This October, IWTV presents 
I'm excited for that, man. I, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely an interesting concept. I'm, I'm kind of curious who they're getting for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of know that some of the judges, uh, one of them is going to be Chris Statlander. One of them is going to be Mr. Brickster. So that's going to be interesting. Um, that will be a new segment on the show. Once that airs, we'll start uh, talking about that every week as well until the finale. Um, so I'm super excited about that. The winner does get a tight title shot against the, uh, IWTV champion. It wore still the IWTV champion. He is. He made defense number 41, defeating Josh Bishop with an elbow drop off the top rope. And, uh, it was a pretty close, uh, call there. Cause uh, Bishop hit him with a sick choke slam at one point, hit him with a devastating tombstone at one point, And even the Bishop bomb and it didn't put him away. Warhorse is, uh, He's got the heart of a warrior, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of hoping for the title change, then the big no-rope barbed wire match could have been for all three belts. Right, yeah. that's Well, that's kind of what we were joking about on the way out to uh, Indiana to Crown Point. was like, oh, man, what if they did that? That'd be really wild. Like, then have the IWTV belt defended in a no-rope barbed wire match the next week. That'd be crazy. But I figure uh, the... IWTV uh, title will probably switch hands to whoever w- w- wins the mask wrestler. I think this is a kind of a, a big deal for IWTV to have this type of show going on. And then uh, I feel like whoever ends up winning it, they can cash in whenever they want for a title match. And I think that that's uh, it's like equivalent of a money in the bank, man. I mean, you just pick your spot and probably going to get a title out of the out of the deal so yeah uh, well, they did okay that one your lemonade you have to unmack what about the winner of the tournament can you gonna unmack that night or she i don't i don't know that's a good question Where it's possibly you, they, they, they don't they cash in yeah it's possible they don't until they cash in so that's that's very very interesting i guess we'll have to wait and find out with that debut on october 14th go on our october 19th epica we'll start covering that yeah all right, let's get into uh, this week's review. C4 episodes, uh, the mixtape volume episodes 25 and 26. Okay, go. Capital Kitty Championship Combat, a.k.a. C4, debuted in 2007. They're based out of the capital city of Ontario, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Actually, that's the, uh, the nation capital. That's the Canada capital, Ottawa. At, go 13, 14 years now. And you'll hear some of the names that we're going through just on these two shows, the guys that have come through. That's the tip of the iceberg. Like, right. Incredible talent roster come through. Yeah, when I was kind of poking around to see what shows we should do, I'm just like, oh, we could do this one, we could do this one, we could do this one. And then I was like, oh, well, Kevin Steen's going to be on the newest one, so we definitely got to do that one. And I didn't want to do just one because we could go through it in five seconds and be done. So I was like, well, let's do two episodes. And I saw what they did last week, and I'm like, hmm. Maybe we'll do those two. That'll be that'll be pretty perfect for it. So okay, go Epico twenty five. Begin with Tarek versus Kenny Ken. Yes, they went from their near dark show November twenty fourth two thousand seventeen. Uh, it's a Kenny Kiss match. I'm not. I don't say that to insult him. I know people will probably think I'm shitting on it. No, it's just Kenny Kiss doing Kenny Kiss thing. Yeah, I thought it was a real good match. There's some cool stuff. Uh, Tarek did a uh, backpack stunner that looked real good. Uh, had a couple real cool uh, near close falls there, and he, he got the advantage with a wicked lariat. Looked really good. Tarek a really good heel too. Like I was really impressed with the with yeah, what he did heel. His offense call looked really good. We had a lot of a lot of fall finishes. 
Uh, the one critic income I do have with Gunny Kick, and when he's making a comeback, he he's doing the cartwheel and the things like that. Like I get that early in the match, show how athletic you are. You're making your comeback. You're a fiery baby fake. Go after the guy. All right. Don't don't be ass showy with it. That would be my one critic income of the match. But Gunny Kick with the split like Moon Call gets the win. Yeah, it uh happened out of nowhere. It felt like it was pretty good stuff. Okay, from there, we get a three way dance from October fifteenth, two thousand nine. Player Uno versus Kushida versus Call of Wicked. And this is young Kushida before he was a time splitter. Yeah, yeah, go. Probably on a concursion would be my guess. Possibly. We could be two player Uno matching over the cork of the two shows. <laughs> and I, I, I will say I much prefer player Uno to evil Uno. You don't want to join the Dark Art Order? That's what I was going to ask you at the end of the show. Not really, no. This was my attempt to recruit you. Yeah, I'm not really, I'm really not interested. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to hang out with Cole Cabana again, but beyond that, I can't really see the appeal. Mr. Brody Lee's going to be very upset. Okay, and if Mr. Brody Lee actually didn't want to recruit me, maybe we'll change my mind. <laughs> well, this is the last time you're going to hear Jared on this show. <laughs> okay. So we get a lot of schoolboy roll-up in the early going here. Uh, somebody on commentary go, like a uh, party at Michael Jack and Cal. Kind of, kind of a cheap shot, I thought. But Of course. There's a bunch of three-way move here. There's a three-way hammerlock. There's a three-way headlock at one point. At one point, Kushida proved to be the smartest man in the match. You just go to the outside and it's like, okay, you you guys go. I'm just going to stand out here for Seems smart. That's what I would do. At one point, Kushida breaks up a pin with a nice drop kick. There's a lot lack of what annoys me with a three-way match. That that tendency of a guy just going to roll out of the ring and hell for a long time. You're basically watching a one-on-one match for... Three quarters of the match. Right. Not that much of that in this match, which was a nice touch. I really enjoyed that part of it. Player Udo pin call a wicked in about 10 minutes. I missed the finish, to be honest with you. Uh, he hit a uh, dig dug driver and got the win. And he also jerked off uh, the, the little horn on the mask. I missed that. And I'm kind of glad I did. They mentioned it on commentary. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. From there, we've got a Dick Perkin tag team match from September 30th of 2017. Vanessa Craven and the team of High and Mighty taking on Penelope Ford and the Fraternity. Yeah, Vanessa Craven I've seen before. Uh, she's real good. She's the tallest Perkin in the match. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she's got she's got the height and she's not too terrible in the ring either. So this one was played mostly for comedy. If you're a fan of comedy matches, this can probably probably match for you. Uh, they traded some Olay spot. Uh, at one point, one of the members of the fraternity go over to Kit Vanessa Craven, and one of the members of High and Mighty kick, kick him instead. They High and Mighty dug a move and, and called Puff Puff Pack, where <laughs> they do like two mud hole stop tag out, two mud hole stop tag out, and they got Craven in on that. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like the moves themselves look fine, but partly because they were a comedy match, it didn't feel like there was any real story to it. It just looked like they were doing stuff. Yeah. Who knows what the placement was on the show, too? So, right. I mean, this is just a mix of like different stuff from different shows. So, Craven pinned forward with a choke bomb about 12 minutes. If you like comedy wrestling, this was fine. Yeah, I, I would have preferred, I, I would have preferred the comedy mixed in with a, with a story, and I didn't really get a story, but you're right. You don't know what the placement of the, of the, of the match was. And from there, we get our main event of Epico 25, my favorite match on both shows, June 25th, 2018, Speedball Mike Bailey against Jonathan Gresham. I have uh, been outspoken previously that I am not the biggest Mike Bailey fan. Um, at least the Mike Bailey we used to get in PWG because he uh, basically said he looked like a fat karate boy and uh, 
he doesn't the look like that. man who you'll get the collective. He 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 doesn't look like that anymore. He's he definitely lost the uh the weight. He actually um looks like a karate guy, not the karate man, but a karate guy. And uh, it was all right. Uh, Jonathan Gresham's awesome. He has all kinds of cool stuff. And there's a lot of really great mat wrestling in this match. Honestly, if weren't for the fact that Mike Bailey is still underneath the five year ban hammer for crossing the border, he should be in ROH and Pure Division right now. Yeah, and I think he'd be a perfect fit for that division. Yeah, that'd be especially in Gresham in that tournament and doing really well in it too. Like that could have been a like a late tournament match if Bailey could have could crossed the border. Yeah, uh, Bailey does incorporate a lot of Taekwondo into. Get into it often. And Motfit look, Motfit look pretty good. Don't upset TKD, man. You don't want TKD. To, he knows how to do miss now. Yeah, Bailey kicked out of a roll up and then like almost immediately hit a diving double knee moon call. <laughs> like uh, a little, I mean, it looked good, but it was just a little weird coming out of it. But well, he hit a shooting star knee and then a uh, kick to the face to win the match. We didn't get a dive in, on this show until this match. We got about ten minutes into this match. Again, it's a mixtape. You don't know what spot it on the card. <laughs> just a mixtape. Yeah, I love how I love how Gresham kept going back to the arm over the course of the match too. Like that was clearly a focal point. And you trying to cut it for commission. Mm-hmm. Go, come really good stuff here. Like it's my favorite match on either show. I love this match. Oh, it was all right. It's good stuff. So from there we go to Volume Twenty Kick and Volume Twenty Kick is title show. Every match a title match. I didn't even realize that. Huh. And you literally just watched the show like right before we came on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so our opening match is for the D4 Tag Team Championship, June 17, 2017. Fight or, fight or flight versus high and mighty versus Cantana and Ortiz. I believe they were going by EYFBO at this point. They got the LAX gear on. So the tag were enforced early. That did not last for the whole match, which is typical. Cantana uh, and Ortiz, like really early on, because only two guys in the ring at, at, the, at one time, they're only tagging each other. And basically keeping fight or flight on the apron while they're being up on one guy from high and mighty, which is a good strategy for pinfall win. Why would you not want to be in the ring? Right. Uh, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. The fight or flight finally tag in and the crowd starts the wave. <laughs> like the match was not that bad to start the wave. Like what the hell? Hey man, whatever. Uh, Cantana with a Greenboard moon cult to the floor. It looked really good. Back in the ring, got the puff puff pack in the corner. High and Mighty wound up being in control for the, at this point. Now, Cantana Ortiz couldn't get in the ring, couldn't tag in. Finally get the hot tag to Vertigo. Get the Michael Jackson spot with the glove, the moonwalk, and the knee drop. <laughs> they get the point where tag no longer mattered, and, just, and they were just doing stuff, which was fine. It broke down, man. The match broke down. Yeah, Foyer could avoid the finishing move for High and Mighty, the one-hitter, and got it, and they were a double-team for the pin. Pretty long match. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. From there, we get a match for, to determine the first ever Key 4 Underground Champion from June 25th to 2018. It is Kiko... Cecil Mix. Against Viking. Yes. Okay, Viking did not dress like a Viking, quite immediately disappointed with this match. Yeah, he used to be really fat, and then he lost all the weight, and he used to have, like, blue hair and have blue gear when he wrestled for IWS. And uh, very different here. Like, I hadn't seen him seen anything from him in a super long time so i don't even know when this show was but he had like all kinds of like neck tattoos and the chest tattoo and very different from those the, the viking i remember okay so this was a i i assume all underground title matches no disqualification no count out yeah it's like a hardcore title basically from what i gathered yeah that's what i gathered that's what i gathered that well if you've seen a hardcore match 
You've seen this match. <laughs> yeah. Anything, anything new and it's nothing innovative. Viking like to try to use the chair to close line a couple times. And, uh, he set up a table, put Cecil on it, did a dive off the top rope to the outside and the table didn't break. And that wasn't even the finish. No, he went up onto the stage and did another dive and broke the table, which still wasn't the finish, which still wasn't the finish. They, they had the referee hold a chair at one point during the match, which I was surprised you didn't bring up and complain about already. Uh, the finish was a um, vertebraker onto two chairs for the three Viking wins and is the first ever underground champion. Yep. It is what it is. It was, an, it was a, a hardcore brawl, you know, nothing super special. Crowd was into it. That's the important thing. Yep. Crowd was hot for every match on these shows, so. And our main event to the crown, the first ever D4 champion, June 6, 2009, stupefied, freaking Frankie the Mobster, freaking Kevin Dean, freaking Player Uno. And if you don't know, stupefied is now known as uh, Stu Grayson in AEW, the tag team partner of Evil Uno. Player Uno here. And, of course, Kevin Steen is Kevin Owens. And Frankie the Mobster is just Frankie the Mobster. You don't you don't change his name. He's a he's a scary motherfucker. Yeah. So somehow we've seen some three way matches where they didn't really rely on. Okay, everybody kind of go out to the one guy go out to the floor and let's do one on one. And yet in the four way match they do that almost immediately. Like two guys kind of leave the ring and the other two guys start fighting. Well, the thing that set that up was actually that. Uh, uh, player Uno and Stupefied pushed Kevin Steen into Frankie the Mobster while Frankie's back was turned. Frankie thought that Kevin attacked him, so he turned around and returned the favor, and they started fighting. And while Stupefied and Player Uno just kind of let them do their thing and went to the outside. So at least it wasn't just that they jumped out. Like, there's a whole plan that they had in place for that. Uh, real early in the match, Stupefied go for a dive, and he gets caught by two guys, and they hold him there for a minute, and then they fall down. It would like it would really telegraph that. Oh yeah, we're supposed to fall. Maybe one of them slipped and lost his balance, I, and then they both all they all went down. Yeah, stupefied quarter like it was exactly what was supposed to happen. Stupefied was killing his shoulder from an earlier match too. He did a nice job killing that shoulder. Yeah, th- yeah, throughout the yeah. So I thought I I thought at first it would go one fall four way. Be a Frankie the Mobster broke up a pin attempt for Kevin Steen. Mm-hmm. But then like stupefied get cut flip almost immediately after that pin Frankie the Mobster and the match is over. I was like, why the hell? I mean, I got kind of cut up a little bit with the interaction they had at the beginning of the match, but mm-hmm. why the hell would you break up a pin in an elimination match? Why would you want one more guy there? Maybe he wanted to be the one that got the pin. Yeah, or maybe he just didn't want Kevin Owens to be the guy to get the pin. Right. Kevin Dean. I got to remember who I, I got to remember what era we're in here. <laughs> right. Once it once became a three-way, we didn't get as many of the one guy on the floor and two guys fighting. Like they're, you know, They did kind of incorporate all three guys. Uh, we get a we get Dean getting a commission over uh, typified with a sharpshooter, and then turned into Dean again player Uno. And this last five minutes with just those two guys is really good. Yeah, like if you've seen player Uno on AEW, you probably have no idea he can actually work like this. This stuff looking really good, a really good five minute. Game. Yeah, Dean at one point locking into sharpshooter Uno reaching the rope. This is the point where I noticed that this referee had his name on the back like a cocker referee. <laughs> It did Canada, but nice touch. Like, I'm not critical, I didn't catch it until this point. He was also wearing some track pants. Player Uno ended up getting a sharpshooter onto Kevin Steen. Looked like he's going to get the tap out, but Steen gets to the rope. 
We finally get the win. P- Kevin Dean, package pile driver for the win and the title, 1428. First ever C4 champ. After the match, Kevin Dean cut yeah, cut the promo. Check e- player Uno can. We've been going down the road for five years now. And then he issued an open challenge to anybody who wants the shot E4 championship. You want to make it a world title. Yeah, so if you want the belt, come come try to take it. Well, uh, how you feeling? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. I'll go thumbs up. There's a couple of things on there that I wasn't real thrilled with, but nothing was actively bad. There's just no matching were kind of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing actively bad on the show. I'll go thumb cup on it. I think this is a super cool concept to kind of get somebody into your product with like a mixtape of, you know, certain matches and stuff like that. I think it's a real fun concept. I really liked it. Um, I'll probably check out more of it just because there's just different stuff. It's not all from one era. Like they bounce around a bunch. Yeah. And I, and production wise, I kind of like that little opening geek one where it looked like you're watching it on OVH. Right. Yeah. Hit the nostalgia feels right there. Yeah. Yeah, because they're good stuff. I'll check out T4 again. I definitely enjoyed coming in. Right on. So, you got any plugs this week? You can follow me on Twitter at PWCritique. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Uh, now that I have my laptop back and I can actually like post videos on YouTube as well, I'm going to be going back to the Twitch streaming later this week at twitch.tv forward slash TMJayhawk. Uh, I'll also be a guest on the Bearded Bastard podcast at redlineradiollp.com, October 22nd, 9.30 p.m. Go check me out there. All right. Uh, And I actually have a plug this week. I'm going to be on Wrestling Cheers, so check that out. We're going to be previewing uh, the AIW show Thunder in Indianapolis. Uh, I also get made fun of incessantly for the first, like, couple minutes of the show, so you can just skip that part. No, no, not, not, the part, not the part you have to look into. Skip to the part where we start reviewing the actual show. That uh, part that part comes at the 28-second mark of the show. No, it's definitely further along than <laughs> that. You know, Justin talks for like the first five minutes before he introduces anyone. I'm trying to get people to look into the whole show. Shut up. And uh, you could also skip any time Orange Cassidy talks. because or, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Orange Flaccity. <laughs> when he talks because it's just about to infinity and beyond and we we all know how much he he loves them and uh the fact that you could hear colin delaney whispering things into his ear while holding a gun to his head was kind of unnerving throughout the entire thing so uh i don't know maybe check it out if you uh if you're looking for something to do on your way to indianapolis or the collective or whatever i guess also use promo code pwp for five days free at independentwrestling.tv help our friends out over at pro wrestling ponderings and check out our podcast friends wrestling cheers pod van dam the super fantastic podcast at odds with wrestling the spotlight series and its evolution baby and check out our other non-podcast friends, uh, Big Starks Brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and Kayfabe Collectibles. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you later, everyone.
you love. 